All right, everybody, welcome to the latest show. So this one is a very simple concept. I want to talk about why it's just not a good idea to buy random courses on YouTube from different, you know, from different, uh, those little guru people who always kind of, who always kind of tell you that they have the edge and they have an understanding of the market that maybe you don't, for instance. And that tends to happen where these, where these self-righteous gurus continue to say they kind of have you know like this edge like i said over the market and i want to say that i stole this camera angle by this way this angle that you're seeing right here right now for the for the video part of the show for the video cast is is really uh, i stole it from graham stefan now graham stefan kind of has this computer on the side you can usually see it in the angle um but it's pretty interesting though i got bored and i was like well what would be an interesting um camera angle that seems to be successful that would allow you to see me, but in a more fuller scope, and uh, but also see my computer, also see the microphone. And I thought, well, what about to the left side? Uh, left side of my face is the better looking part. The right side of my face looks like it was done incorrectly. But <laughs> but no, this is really fun. I uh, I figured this would be the best camera angle since this is more of a podcast based show more than anything. Even though uh even though i do like seeing i like allowing people to see what i'm doing the uh process the everything so i try to be as transparent with it as possible um another thing i like to do another thing i like to tell people what i do is i always have the uh, uh clipboard i always have a clipboard and a lot of paper but i also do use a lot of index cards too index cards are just more maneuverable um What's really nice though is another reason why I had to change the camera angle is because I needed to have my, I have a very flimsy table naturally, so I had to align two tables together, not completely, because I didn't want them to touch. But I wanted to make it to where I could still be researching things without having to worry about the camera shaking around. That was a big problem. Um, and so I wanted to just do something like this where I was, um, <laughs> you know, where I, where I had a little more control. Uh, over over what was going on there but yeah i figured this was probably one of the best angles i could i could utilize and um yeah it's just kind of how i roll you know i try to find the best angle possible and i figured this would be the best and uh and as you all know i'm not here to it always felt kind of odd and a little bit uh manic just always looking at the cam trying to look at the camera or not look at the camera one or the other i figured this is more appropriate you know because when you're doing a show, you don't always have to look at the camera. I mean, I do like to look at the camera every once in a while. So you get that whole Hogan. So I actually stole this from the... I steal a lot of things. I copy a lot of stuff. So I, I'm i not going to lie. I copy Hollywood Hulk Hogan in my delivery a little bit. And what I mean by delivery, I don't mean like after I do the people's elbow, for instance, on my opponent. I You know, I don't do something spectacular or anything. I'm just talking about when I am talking in general. Um, I like to take a look at the video camera, just take a look at the, you know, give, give you guys a glance and be like, yeah, just kind of acknowledge that you're there and then keep on doing what I'm doing while I'm talking. But, um, but as you see, this shakes, right? Boom, 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 boom. But there's minimal shaking on the tripod end. I could shake this really, really hard because they're two separate tables. I was going to recommend anybody who wants to kind of have that video cast style. Um, it's definitely a good idea if you have, if you have a flimsy table for like your laptop and everything like that and everything you have on there, uh, just get another table, even if it's another flimsy table, one that isn't going to be impacted, one that isn't going to be hit by the second table. I do like to keep a little bit of space between my two tables. So the second table behind this table has the cam, has the camera on a tripod, has the lighting a fixture on another tripod. Um, so it's kind of nice. And it, it's nice because I don't have to stare at that fucking light. Um, and I also have a light coming from down here. 
it's like a, a decent lighting one way or another. It's not like Hollywood. It's not Hollywood style lighting. In fact, I may even change it up at some point. I may uh, take the light fixture and just put it more towards the center. So it's still shining on me a little bit. Still giving me a, giving me a good little glow, I guess. Um, and that's kind of the goal. You know, you want to make sure that you're still, you know, being smart about uh, lighting. Lighting is a big deal. Um, I think if you don't pay enough attention to the lighting, you you might fuck yourself a little bit in a good video quality. Um, but yeah, what I really wanted to talk about was um, uh, don't buy courses from. So this is something I want to talk to a lot of people about. Don't buy don't buy investing courses. Uh, don't buy real estate courses from YouTubers, and I mean that because it's a little disturbing how they make so much money from YouTube, right? Through the simple, simple fact that they monetize their channel and then they get that monetization money on top of the money they get for selling a course. It's a little frustrating. So one of the things is I recommend if they were so good at being a stock investor, if they were so good at being a real estate investor or house flipper or whatever, they wouldn't need to sell the courses to you. In fact, what they could do is give all the courses away for free on YouTube, right? And then they give it to you on YouTube and all and all they have to do is just milk in the money from the monetization, the advertising. So and then if they really wanted to, if they're really smart about it, they then could invest that money, throw it into some dividend stocks that'll pay them forever. The whole goal, the whole goal, and I think this is missed with a lot of these invest investment advisors, is they don't think about the fact that income is the outcome. And I think, honestly, if you're not working for your, sorry, if, if your money's not working for you in some way, shape, or form, um, you're, kind, you're definitely a slave to your money. Um, you're definitely a slave to money because, look, we, we work eight hours a day, right? We work eight hours a bloody day to go to maybe jobs that we don't like. You know, there's nothing wrong with working. I like, I've worked plenty of jobs I don't like. Um, I sucked it up. I got really good at the job, so then I ended up liking it. One thing I do recommend is if you don't like it, try to find ways to make it better. Try to find ways to be elite at it, to be really good. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what your job is. You know, try to find the way to be the best that you are. You can be at it. Yeah, to outshine, to do the best you can. At the end of the day, you know, at least, you at least earned your check. You know, I understand showing up is important and all that, but simply showing up is not enough. I think showing up and performing a hell of a job. Because look, here's the thing. This is the one fact I think a lot of people don't think about at the end of the day. Um, people don't think about the pure fact that <laughs> this is something I like to, to go over. You're always going to be underpaid for your value. You're all, so here's the thing. The whole goal uh, in working, I, I think in serving others, is to make sure that you give more than what you get back in return. And I think that's great because at the end of the day, like in my, in my normal job, right, I do give 150, 200% effort. I do believe you can give more than 100%, but um except for debate, but but I I give a maximum true effort, right? And I want to perform the best I can for every customer who comes my way. So it, it, it's a simple philosophy of you, you know as long as you know, I think this is important to know. And once I found this out when I was really well, I wasn't really young when I found this out. I was probably like 25 years old when I found this out. But what I found out was I will always get underpaid. Always. And that is okay. And the problem is everybody's so obsessed with getting paid more than what their actual value is. Um, I honestly think it's good to be underpaid for what you produce because the whole point of producing and serving others is to give more than what you get in return. And that's important. So 
it's a good ratio. I don't mind being paid 10 to 15% under what my actual value is. That just means I'm valuable. I'm sorry, that means I can offer value at a discount. I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, it makes you also more employable. Like if you're, you know what I mean? So if you're somebody who's like, hey, I know that you're doing 15 bucks an hour, but if it's more affordable for the company to do 14.50 an hour, I'll do it. You're, you, you look, I mean, look, you, you could outshine, you could show how great you are, but you can also show that, look, I'm willing to take a little bit of a hit. It sucks. Don't really want to do it. Don't want to give 30% of my money to Papa Joe Biden and his, Fed, and his Federal Reserve cronies, but fuck it, you know. <clears throat> That's the way I look at it, at least. It's an odd way. It's an odd view to look at things. Odd way to look at things, but I mean, if you look at it from from those points of view, I mean, it it comes in handy quite a bit. But yeah, I think um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think a, a lot of um, what I do is really just. Uh, I delay my gratification. I really don't need things in this life. I'm glad I've ado- I adopted a minimalistic point of view around the age of like 27 because I found I was kind of hoarding things. Um, and it's important to try to avoid hoarding things to the best of your ability. If you're going to hoard anything, at least hoard things that don't take up space. So I figured instead of thinking of hoarding behavior as a disadvantage, I turned it into an advantage and I just hoard stocks. I hoard, um, you know, great companies and I get paid to hold great companies. It doesn't take up any space. So uh, make sure that if you're going to hold anything, make sure it's valuable, make sure it's a real asset because uh, make sure it actually gives you value, gives, pays you out, for instance, like a dividend. Because um, <laughs> buying and holding, you know, it's a very important concept. And I think um, the more you do it, the better it gets, the better it feels, you know, I think, you know, I want to see people succeed so badly. And I just know that if they just delayed their gratification, even a few iotas, you know, just a few percentages, you know, stop, stop smoking cigarettes, stop, um, stop buying $5 coffees. It's really simple. The thing is, I mean, we're all trying to look rich, but we're not trying to be rich. That's the, that's the difference between me and everybody else, man. I, I'm totally fine looking poor. I will always be okay looking poor. In fact, truth be told, I hope people think I'm homeless. I really do. I, perception matters nothing to me. All I know is I like knowing that I do a good job. I know I like to win and um, not afraid of it. Not afraid of winning. In fact, I, I only do these shows so I could tell people, hey, look, if I can do it, you can definitely do it for sure. And the thing is, the beauty about what I do is I don't sell a course. I give away all my information for free, and that's the whole point. Um, and, and the whole point, you got to give your information away for free at some point. I think so many people are so bloody obsessed with, uh, well, honestly, just with, in general, people are so obsessed with trying to look rich trying to overspend, get into debt for the dumbest things I've ever seen. I think going into debt for college is dumb unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something. Um, you know, like if you're going to go into debt, make sure it's worthwhile, you know, go into a debt maybe for a house, even though I'm not the biggest fan of real estate because it, because not going to lie, the house is really the bank's asset when you get a mortgage. So always keep that in mind because if you fail to pay your payments, they can, they have the right to like, 
uh, foreclose the house or whatever, or do whatever they have to do, and then they could sell it on the open market. So yeah, banks are shysty. Don't don't trust a bank. They they definitely make they, they definitely it's appealing. Uh, make sure that if you do have a mortgage, though, make sure that you have enough passive income racked up. That if you were to like lose your job, for instance, um, ever, that way you'd at least have passive income to pay off the mortgage, so you don't have to foreclose the house. You know. And then and, and here's the thing, man. If you own a house and you like have no job, but you're like desperate, you know, like you're really, really desperate to get some source of income, have friends move in, friends who really need a place to stay, who have a job currently. That's always what I recommend. Um, and then they could pay you rent straight up. I know a few people who've done that before. Um, yeah, I just want to see people, like I said, I just want to see people win. It's a very simple strategy. Um, and I think, you know, people can do a really good job just, you know, I, I, I have a lot of faith in people. I don't think uh, inherently, I think people are good, you know, because if we were all as bad as we claim to be, um, there wouldn't be a single person alive. That's the truth. So that's the way I think about it. You know I mean? It's super simple. I mean, human beings are a lot better than we give ourselves credit for, but, um, but anyway, if you're pessimistic, you always think, you know, everything's bad. <laughs> so that's the way I, the way most people are if they're pessimistic, but, um, I think if there's anything else I kind of want to add to this, but this is a fun episode. I like the new angle. It, 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 it's less pressure for me to look at the camera. I always feel odd having to always look at the camera. Um, it just feels strange. I don't know why I prefer just looking at the computer, looking at different articles, looking at different, different things, you know, trying to, uh, do a little research. This this episode's really more just me talking and philosophizing and shit. But um, yeah, I'll do one more episode, I think, and then I'll call it a day for the daytime recording. But I may do some recordings tonight and then upload them uh, to the podcast. I just, I've definitely neglected the show for the last few days. I'm actually on vacation, but I decided, you know, I could pull like three shows out of my ass easy um, every day, even when I'm on vacation, because it doesn't take much. But I do want to thank you guys for taking uh, the time to watch this. And uh, I think if there's anything else I want to add, but I don't think there is. Um, but I want to thank you guys for taking the time. Um, hope you guys enjoy the new camera angle. I'm definitely going to be improving it, so it may not be the same exact angle. But it's definitely, I do like this. It's it's very similar, like I said, like Graham Steffens, who I think his video production quality is pretty solid. Um, so I figured something like this, it, it, it's, a, it's a solid angle, so... It's just something that works. And if it works, it works. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Anyway, though, uh, thank you guys once again for taking the time. And uh, stay safe, stay sexy, do your thing, and uh, have a good time. Bye. Do one more episode here.